Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the Husker Extra Hour here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Streaming worldwide for you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, as well as Allo Channel 951. Big thanks to Allo for everything they do. Exceptional service with local heart. They've got our internet up and running here. They've got mine at home. Really appreciate Allo and everything they do. Let's go to the Allo VIP line and bring in Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Sam, a tough day for the Huskers yesterday. And another warm day out here today. 45-7, the Huskers fall. You're sitting there in the press box. You're hearing from Matt Rule and the players after the game. Do you have any big takeaways from this one? Yeah, I think I think by the by the games, the end of Matt Rule's press conference, you you kind of saw a little bit of 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 where his mindset is at, you know, and and uh, wanting to get back out there and play another game. Didn't think Nebraska played with the edge that it needed to play with, the emotional or the physical edge that it, that it, that was required. Thought they were a little tentative, a little half step slow, and then there's no way to play Michigan. You can do a lot of things against Michigan. You can't do that because Michigan will just kind of take it, and they they won't humiliate you. You know, it's not like playing Colorado where if you miss a tackle, it might be a touchdown, or you're playing Ohio State, and that kind of thing can happen. Michigan is more kind of like a, a dull hammer just hitting on you over and over and over the course of four quarters, you're just going to, you're just going to feel it and then they're going to wear you down. So I think that's an area where Nebraska had to play with a little bit more uh, aggression and edge and fire and toughness. Didn't really deliver that. I do think Luke Reimer going to the hospital probably played a role. I think Deshaun Singleton getting hurt early probably played a, a role the defense is sort of the heart and soul of the team, and, and it was missing some of their guys. That doesn't help. Simultaneously, defense has to play with more fire. Offensively, it's, it's an offense that's trying to be so many different things that one of the, one of the areas where Nebraska is really going to have to nail down, and they'll have to do this in the bye week, I assume, is say, okay, what's the identity going to be? What what is the identity? What's the offense going to be? Who is it going to be? What is it going to decide to do well? How in the heck can they get more skilled players on the field? Because where they're at at this point, and this is something it's 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 almost remarkable. But Nebraska's basically playing forty to forty five snaps a game, mm-hmm. and one running back with, with a little bit of Emmett Johnson and basically three wide receivers. It's, and they're rotating four tight ends, three tight ends. And the fullback was hurt. I mean, it, it's just, it's just kind of all over the place. I mean, they're trying to utilize as many pieces as they have possible, but it's just notable to me that receivers can't get on the field. And it just makes you like, what, what do they got to do? And they're not running enough plays, I guess, to get receivers on the field. And they're not running a tempo. So maybe the receivers aren't getting tired. But, you know, what, what does Nebraska need to do to, to figure out how to, how to get more skilled players on the football field? Because right now that's just that's an overarching concern, clearly. 
So, Sam, in your column that you have up on Omaha.com, you said another Nebraska scoring implosion on a day they, they honor the scoring explosion from 40 years ago in 1983. Um, before the year two, in, in what you said on your Pick 6 podcast, what you said in some of your columns, too, is you had a pretty good idea of what this offense wanted to do. Um, has Have they stuck to that plan? Or, like you said, are they still searching for that identity and now you're not sure exactly what this offense is? Well, I think before the season, Nebraska had a pretty good sense of what it wanted to try to accomplish. I, I'll be honest, I I had a pretty good idea of how the defense, what the defense, you know, the, the level of effort and execution the defense would bring to the table. I think when Nebraska had, was at full strength offensively before the season, with all of its backs, people saw in the Minnesota game kind of what they wanted to be. You know, it was going to be a, a shotgun quarterback power run game with uh you know uh power foot power run game play action pass deep throws you know some stuff to the tight ends Jeff Sims gets hurt Heinen Harper comes in you know Ron Brown suggests looking at some option cutups and all of a sudden Nebraska's you know running some option plays and some 1980s style toss pitches and and that again that's all fine I mean I, I think those are interesting things and Nebraska got a couple of wins out of it beating Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, all of those things sort of, you know, disappeared against Michigan. What worked against Michigan was putting Harburg in the shotgun, letting him throw the ball to Marcus Washington and Billy Kemp, and and trying to trying to eat that way. Like the 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 speed options and the off block options and load options and inside handoffs that you notice they tried a couple of those. Those are all neat plays. It takes a long time to execute, like to get really good at executing that stuff. And honestly, Nebraska's offensive line is is built for, you know, 2023 professional style run plays. It's it's not a group of 268 pounders, you know, cut blocking all over the place like an option line would be. So, and Nebraska's going to have to figure these things out. I I, I don't pretend to know. Uh, exactly what they're going to do. I know the option offense is, is is arcane to the point where it's actually novel, that it's hard to stop at times. Uh, but you know, I mean, teams Nebraska just doesn't have enough in the arsenal to just limit itself to that. So there's a lot going on there. I think Nebraska's trying to find what it wants to be. It's been challenging. You know, I do think Harburg's probably going to be the guy, but. I just, yeah, the offense is, is, is a struggle bus for sure and, and have to try to find ways to score 21, 24 points a week, and that's not always easy to do. I'm glad you brought up Harburg. Let's go there next. You say you think he's the guy. It's hard to argue otherwise at this point. But even with seven games left on the schedule, have you seen enough positive flashes from Heinrich Harburg? Do you think there's enough in, in his pedigree and his skill set to say that Nebraska doesn't have to go into the transfer portal for a quarterback in the offseason. Can he be the guy that gets them to, you know, the first year of Daniel Kalen? Or does Nebraska still need to go, you know, portal diving? Well, that question is probably one that is better answered, you know, a month from now. You'll have a larger um, body of work, and it won't be against Michigan or group of five teams. That is a good question. I'm sure that's a question that as a, as somebody who's running Nebraska football, Matt Rule has to think about every day. Now, it's not like you spend an hour every day thinking about it, but you ask yourself each day, do we have the guy? Do we have the guy in the room? Do we have the leader? 
Do we have the athlete? Do we have the quarterback? Do we have the passer? Do we have the guy in the room? Or do we need to keep looking for the guy? Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything and wouldn't put any certitude on Danny Kalen. I think Danny's a good player and, and, and had moments this season, but you never know what a quarterback's going to be until, until he gets to college. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, in the case of a guy like Michael Penix, who's at, who's at uh, Washington, you don't know until he gets to the right school. He was okay at Indiana, but he wasn't great. And he's great now. Uh, and sometimes you don't know until year three, like with J.J. McCarthy. So, you know, there's all kinds of pieces there. I think Nebraska has to be on the perpetual lookout for the best quarterback it can land, uh, whoever that might be. You know, that they can't stop looking uh, because – you know, unless they feel like they have an NFL draft pick on their on their roster, and I, I I don't know what they feel about Harburg. I know they think he's a great athlete, and and I know they like aspects of his skill set. Certainly a, a good runner. I think Harburg looks good when he's in the shotgun and he's able to kind of get comfortable throwing the ball a little bit. I think he probably got to do more of that, and that might come with some growing pains. But I think he does have the ability to throw the ball for 300 yards. I really do. I don't. I do. I think he's got the, you know, the arm strength and the skill set. He just needs seasoning and time, and a couple of wins along the way would really help. It's going to depend on. Go ahead. I say there might be one of those, you know, on on the docket this Friday against an Illinois team that just got shredded by Purdue. I mean, down Jeff Brom, Aiden O'Connell out the door. Purdue with Hudson Card still runs up forty-four points on the Illini defense. Is this a chance for, for Heinrich Harburg to show off that 300-yard arm for Nebraska to figure some stuff out offensively? I would be surprised if they threw for uh, 300 yards, but I do think Nebraska has a chance to win the game for sure. I don't know. Did the line come out yet? I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, either. I'm not sure there's a line out yet, but I'll take a look here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a chance to win that game for sure. Illinois is mistake-prone. What I would say about Illinois is they're kind of mistake prone. They've they've done a lot of dumb things this year, uh, penalties, uh, turnovers, defensive busts. I, I don't know that Nebraska is going to necessarily quote unquote make them pay for any of that stuff. So Nebraska has to play with a little bit of aggression. Uh, yeah, Illinois is a three point favorite, which okay. is basically a pick 'em, uh, and that stadium will be. You know, half it, half empty. I guarantee you, it will. I mean, Illinois fans aren't gonna aren't gonna come to that <laughs> Friday night, and not that. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I'd be surprised if there were more than twenty five thousand fans there. Nebraska will probably have five, so it'll be a bring your own juice kind of game, uh, and Nebraska's gonna have to to bring its own energy and be ready to play a game that isn't necessarily in full of a full uh, front of a full house. They probably won't mind that based on the first two road games they had, but uh, you know, I, I, I think they've got a shot uh, to win that game, but you know, we have to be honest about where Nebraska's at and we have to be honest about what we've, what we've seen. I think Nebraska's defense is getting beat up a little bit after five games. They play awfully hard. They hit awfully hard. And I think that guys have gotten hurt, you know, and, and uh, they probably need to get to a bye week and, and heal up, so to speak. 
So we'll see. I think Matt Rule certainly made a comment. I don't think Matt Rule went into the press conference thinking he was going to say that. Maybe he did. <laughs> but by the end of that press conference on Saturday night, Matt Rule's already suddenly saying stuff that I'm not sure he was going to say. And, and, and maybe it was because of some of the questions he was asked by reporters who have seen a lot more of these kind of games than Rule has. And maybe he was like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? We got pushed around. And, and, and I think he got a little fired up at the end where it's like, okay, yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, of course that wasn't okay. And you're going to find out a lot about who we are in, in six days. Like I, he may have told the team that, I don't know if he planned on saying that to the reporters, but it came out. So I think it, what, what he was kind of trying to do is say, we're going to find out who we are based on how we respond coming up. And so Nebraska is going to have to have a response this week and they're going to be tired. And they're going to be beat up, so they're going to have to figure it out on the run. That they will in uh, Champaign on Friday night. But then, to your point, Sam, they get a bye week and a day. Playing on Friday gives them that Saturday off and then the full bye week before they come back home for Northwestern. I'm not going to lie, it's a little scary when you say Nebraska is going to have to bring its own juice. I, I think you're right on that. But if you can't get up and you can't play energized against Michigan at home in front of a full crowd, again, Reimer being out before the game, Singleton leaving early, early offensive struggles. I get it. There's a human element that plays into it. But if you can't get juiced up for Michigan, how are you supposed to say, oh, yeah, we'll all of a sudden get juiced up for a sleepy Illinois? That's a good question. Sometimes teams get, get energized and galvanized by going on the road. And I think the heat probably played a role on Saturday. It was very hot. Uh, fans it's not that they showed up late, but I think there's just an expectation of, eh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And then, you know, Michigan kind of shoved it down Nebraska's throat. And then there's a pick to set, uh, Nebraska's second play, 14, nothing crowds out of the game. You know, I turned to a colleague and said, this thing's probably over because again, Nebraska needed to come out fast. How, I don't think they're going to beat anybody this year if they're behind by 14 points. I really don't. I mm -hmm. think they have a hard time coming back against teams. They just don't have that kind of offense. So uh, that's going to be a long, long process this year. Uh, you can't fall behind by 14 to Michigan and expect to win a football game. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Now, not that it always matters. Nebraska came out ready to play against Oklahoma last year and go up 7 nothing, mm -hmm. get a stop. That didn't matter. They still lost 49-14. So – you know, emotions only so much, but I do know that you're going to have to play. You're going to have to play at a pitch um, to to go after after Michigan, and and uh, you know we're we're still just watching Rule kind of work work his process a little bit and and work through this. I I think what's new for him, uh, at least at the collegiate level, is the level of attention and um, you know. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. You know, at Baylor, I'm not saying they didn't expect him to go to struggle, but Baylor had been through a ton of turmoil. And so I, I think he handled the off the field stuff so well that the on the field product, you know, fans and, and the media had grace and mercy for that. I think at Temple, nobody cared. And so he, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, there probably wasn't, there was probably about two people at their press conferences, maybe five. I don't know. I don't want to disparage Temple too much, but, um, you know, and so there wasn't a lot of attention there, and they just kind of got to do what they wanted to do. At Nebraska, there's 45 people at every game, and, you know, the first question, and it was a good question, 
from your guys' colleague at 93.7 was, you know, from my vantage point, it looked like he got pushed around. And, 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 you know, so rules eventually is immediately presented with this idea of, yeah, you guys got shoved around. And, you know, he's immediately put on the defense. He's like, well, that's not what I, you know, I I, I don't want to say that, you know, and, and I get it. I get it. Um, I totally understand that he wants to go into a press conference and give Michigan a bunch of credit and, and be real sanguine and, you know, even keeled about, about his team's performance and, and all those other things. But, you know, you're going to get rattled from that at Nebraska because fans are starting to get tired of seeing this. And I think at the, the one thing that fans were kind of hanging the season, the hat on this season so far was um, was the defense, and the defense didn't play very well. Special teams didn't play very well. Offense didn't play very well again. Um, so you know, I think people are getting people will check out this time around. With Frost, it was more, hey, he's our, he's one of us, and we'll stick there even if the team stinks, and it did. Uh, but this isn't that. This isn't that. This is, you know, Frost didn't work. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty in the fan base about whether anything's going to work. And so, you know, you better bring some juice as the coach and as a team and, and earn the attention of, of the fan base. And, I, and that's where it's becoming. It's, it's going to be an earning kind of deal. The, the Nebraska volleyball team is available for fans to enjoy and root for, and they will continue to do so if that's the only option they're given. I think earning attention is a good way to phrase it too, based on, you know, what he had to do in, you know, busy sports town in Philadelphia and at little old Baylor, you know, out of the way in Waco, not much going on down there. But I think it speaks to something that our own Jay Foreman has said. That this is the biggest job of any of these, you know, coaches' lives, even the ones that have been mm-hmm. in the NFL. The level of attention, scrutiny, passion in Nebraska fans is just different. So they're five games into a learning curve on that. But Sam, we'll let you go with this one. You mentioned, you know, Nebraska fans are tired of it, of seeing the same thing year after year. 45-7 maybe isn't quite as bad as, you know, 62-3, to 48-7, to 56-7, like we've seen, you know, in the last eight, nine years at Nebraska. Did this, did this game, 45-7, feel similar to some of those other ones? Did it feel different in any way? How do you judge 45-7 to Michigan versus, you know, 48-7 to or 62-3 to against an Ohio State? Well, you didn't want to hide your eyes. And in some of those games, that's exactly what you want, wanted to do. Um, you know, especially the 2019 Ohio State game, 2016 Ohio State win. I mean, that was a total weird game anyway, um, with Armstrong going to the hospital and then walking onto the field and all that other stuff. That was a, you know, I love Mike Riley, but he's just mismanaged the program. Mm-hmm. Um Rules, not that, you know, I, I mean, I didn't think they looked incompetent. They didn't commit six personal fouls, any of those things. I, I, I just feel like, um, you know, what's starting to set in is just a lack of surprise. Like what you, you're not, you're not necessarily reading these, oh my God, horror shows, uh, after the game. And you're not seeing necessarily that from fans. I think what you're starting to see from fans is, yeah, they're not very good. Uh, we didn't expect much anyway. We're not mad. We're just kind of whatever. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in when they're good. And so I think that's part of what you're starting to run into a little bit with, with the program is, is that a 45 seven loss just, just sort of rolls off everybody's back. It's not a, it's not a, uh, well, you know, it's, uh, we've, we've been through these before. 
I don't think Nebraska quit. I think their players play hard. I think they care. I think the culture down there seems pretty good, but it just doesn't feel like it feels like the gap is large and that, you know, um, yeah, there's, there's just a, one thing I'll say about is this. We talk a lot about the black shirts and about defense. And I do think defense wins championships. And when Nebraska got really good in the nineties, the defense was, was the lion's share for why. I mean, that defense got really good and it made the offense better. Nebraska fans love offense and uh, they do. They, they love option quarterbacks. They love running backs. They love receivers. They love offense. They just love offense. Uh, you can talk to people now and they'll be like, Joe Gans. Oh my God. You know, so um, Nebraska needs to score points. It, it, this is a fan base that likes points and, uh, and it, it's hard. It can be hard to watch at times because you don't know exactly what you're going to watch week in and week out. Nebraska needs to find an offense that, 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 that reflects, um, you know, toughness, but also the ability to score. There's a lot of thought processes around what Nebraska fans want. And, and again, I understand all of the underlying moral foundation that, uh, but I've lived in this state my whole life. And so I'm confident in, in what I think fans want. Fans like points. They, They like points. They like running backs that score long touchdowns, receivers who do the same, and quarterbacks who put up big numbers. That's what they like. Nebraska has to find a way to get that kind of team. And uh, they can do that running the pro style. They can they can do that doing something else. But Nebraska fans enjoy points. Um, not that the Iowa style wouldn't work over here, but Nebraska fans enjoy points. So we'll we'll see how they do with that. Guilty as charged. I'm one of them. I will, I will fully admit that. Uh, Sam, as yeah. always, appreciate the time. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, appreciate it again. You bet. Take care. There he is, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald with us here on our Allo VIP line, exceptional service with local heart. Check out Allo Fiber for all your home internet needs. We're going to step aside. When we get back, we'll bring in Sam's colleague, Tom Chattel, also of the Omaha World Herald. We'll do that as we continue the Husker Extra Hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. To the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Husker Extra Hour. We go to our Allo VIP line and we welcome in Tom Chattel of the Omaha World. Harold breaking down Nebraska's 45-7 loss to Michigan yesterday. Uh, Tom, how are you doing? Thanks for persevering through life and to be on the show today. Yeah, we, we, we needed a new car battery. Uh, all good. Uh, thank you, AAA. Triple is a lifesaver. Do you think Triple A has a couple extra batteries for the Nebraska offense? Well, uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they they need it. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to take away anything uh, from that game yesterday. I, I think it would have been a, a better gauge if they were two or three years into a rebuild. But uh, with an offensive line that isn't, isn't there uh, quite yet, and uh, you know receivers that are that are, they they don't know who those guys are. It's uh, it's tough, and that you know Michigan defense could just. I mean, that's what teams are going to be, try to do to Nebraska. They're going to try to make them uh, throw it and um, stop the run, and uh, you know Michigan just does it. I mean, that, that's that's the most talented Michigan team you'll see, maybe not ever. But it's on the list. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's a mismatch. 
we knew it would be. Um, I think the better gauge were are all the games coming up. Starting with Illinois on Friday. That's a big one, a short turnaround. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But, Tom, your column up on Omaha.com. The title is Nebraska football must learn to hate losing more than it loves winning. Shouldn't matter if you're, you know, the mid nineties Huskers, you know, eighties, seventies, fifties, Oklahoma or, or Vanderbilt or Northwestern or anyone in between playing with fire shouldn't be a problem. But if that's what your takeaway from this game is that Nebraska didn't have the fire and there's no real reason for it, that's not a great place to be five games into a season. Well, yeah. And you know, these guys don't know what, a lot of that means because all they've done is lose. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's maybe not a fair comparison because in the rest for years had those kind of players, they went out and they, uh, re- re- recruited those kind of guys. They didn't, they certainly had the Rogers and those guys, but they didn't always recruit, uh, you know, their, their recruiting classes were not, uh, always top 10 or top 20. Uh, in fact, they were uh, r- rarely up there that high. So but they got guys who were football players and uh, who, who, who fit their scheme and their program, but also wanted to win. And, um, you know, I, I, you're not going to see that uh, yesterday. It's not going to happen. But I think, and you may not see it next week, but I think to me that's what, you know, you, you you can have talent, you can have coaching, you can have development. Those are the things, you know, you, you can be physical. All those things are very important. And then that, that's the kind of program that Matt Rule uh, wants to build. But he brought it up, and I'm glad he did. And I, a little light went off in my head, um, thinking, yeah, that's what's missing is, you know, they <laughs> need some badasses who yeah. are going to put their foot down and say, no more. And uh, we're done with losing. We're going to start, you know, we're going to start getting pissed off. We're going to start playing. You know, if you don't, you know, if you hate losing, you don't miss blocks. You you know, you hang on to the ball. You, um, you, you make simple plays. You make big plays. You do whatever you can. My favorite image um, from one of the bygone years was uh, one of my all-time favorite Huskers, Mike Brown, uh, safety, uh, number 21, uh, 1999 Colorado game. Uh, and the rest is trying to give it away. They have the lead. Uh, they're, they're trying to choke it and, and give it to the Buffs. And um, Mike Brown would have none of it. And over time, he went in and um, to make a tackle, but he, he reached in and just he, he literally stole the ball from the – the running back and he just would not take losing uh he, he would just take nine that was not a that was not uh an option for him so he went and he stole the ball and those are the kind of things you do when you know, and, and obviously you can do that every game but this is the, the dynamic that uh a rule wants to it has to mean a lot it has to mean more and um i just saw myself yesterday Sitting on the right, going well. I've written this column before, and uh, you know, where don't worry about Michigan. Don't worry about the games ahead. You know, forget this one, flush it, and uh, it's about this and about that, and 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 so on and so forth about Northwestern, Purdue, blah blah blah, and um, you know, and then I was going through the the rule thing. I'm going, you know, 
this is the angle right here. This is what this is all about, you know. And uh, because I, I still see this season as one long project that they go to a bowl game, great. They, they need to go to a bowl game. If they don't go, you, you, you move on and you just you hope you hope they got better this year. I, I don't see this as any kind any of a make or break here. Uh, there's too many pieces that aren't there yet, but can they coach up what they have? That's what we're going to be watching the, the second half of the season. But can they, can they light a fire on these guys and say, man, it really sucks to lose. Don't you hate it? And I don't know how you do that, but uh, you know, you might have to go out and uh, recruit it. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if they can, now, there might be some guys on this team, like a, like a Luke Reimer, who just can't stand losing, you know, there might be some guys like that. And I'm, 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 I think that that'll be interesting to see if, if they can do that. Luke Reimer, who ends up in the hospital before the game, definitely well, didn't shoot. help matters for Nebraska. Um, but, but Tom, as you wrote in your, your column too, um, you know, the most important thing he can do this year is the hardest in lighting that fire. And we, we've had that discussion a couple of times here at the ticket is who is that on? Is it on the coaches or the players? The answer is both. Like it's on Matt rule and his coaching staff yeah. to, to figure out how to talk to their players figure out what it is that lights that fire. But at some point, you're playing major college football. You're in the Big Ten. Yeah. You should know what's at stake. It shouldn't take, you know, this big pep talk. Like, you, you just wake up and play the game, right? So I think coaches need right. to take ownership of it. But also the players do. Absolutely. And and we'll even reference that by saying, well, it's no excuse. But in, you know, today's world, players aren't always like that. Or, they, you know, they don't always take the ownership or care as much or and other things going on, and uh, that's always a challenge. But yeah, coaches will all every coach will tell you the best teams are run by the players. Mm-hmm. You know, the the players are the leaders, and they're all leaders, not just a couple. Um, and they, if they see somebody uh, dogging it or not, not putting a pulling their weight, they, they they police they get after them, and uh, that's what that's what it's going to take. And um, I know these coaches know that, and they know it when they see it. It, it, it takes a while to get there. Um, you know, very rarely does it happen overnight. Um, but I'd like to see it this year, and I think we can. Um, and sometimes you have to win a couple, and you know, get fired up. And man, this is, and then and not necessarily Louisiana, but go beat somebody. You know that it's pretty good or maybe a game we weren't supposed to win. And it feels so good that next time you lose, man, I want to, I want to get that winning back. So, um, I don't know. It's, um, it, it's about competitive spirit too. And, uh, I mean, those guys are out there. They're either, I mean, when we see them in Nebraska high schools all the time, uh, they're everywhere. So it's just, a it's a balance. You got to find some of those guys uh, to go with everybody else. But um, how do you, you know, cer- you know, certainly Michigan looks like they just had overwhelmed Nebraska with talent, but I guarantee you, uh, you know, those guys don't want to, you know, they're, they're programmed in that program uh, not to lose and they, they'll do anything they can not to lose. So um, I, I, I think it'll happen. And I, I like the fact that, he recognized it. I hadn't heard that in a while uh, around that building. We're talking with Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald here on our Allo VIP line. 
a lot of room to go, but I think this is fair to say, Tom, there's not another Michigan on the schedule, but there's also not another Northern Illinois. Everyone's going to be comparable in some way to Nebraska, maybe more talented, maybe better coach, but certainly with flaws, you have a team like that with Illinois, then a bye week Northwestern Purdue, and then the month of November. I think that month of November is a chance where you can get a couple of those games against a high-flying Maryland team, against a Wisconsin team that seems at least a step or two ahead of Nebraska right now. And even Iowa down at starting quarterback, that defense is still that defense. So I think you're absolutely right. November could be the proving ground for this team to show you it has that fire, could it not? Absolutely. Um, they got to get on a run now. They're certainly, we're, we're, all, we're all sitting there going, hey, they can win this game and that game. Well, the other teams are saying that about Nebraska, too. Right, right. <laughs> hey, who's going away can win that game? <laughs> so um, I, I can't wait to see this defense against these other teams. I think it's going to hold up well. Um, you know, we've got to get the, the the kicker going a little bit. He's got to start, start hitting those field goals. But, I, you know, I think he will. Um, I mean, he's certainly good enough. Um, but they got to find a couple of – just an option or two for, for Harburg. Um, you know, get the tight ends more into it. Um, you know, there's got to be a, you know, uh, you know, Washington, he missed one, you know, yesterday, somehow get him going. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's got to be another option to, to camp. Um, and, uh, that, you know, we all, you know, we're all kind of looking at, well, how's Coleman doing? You know, is he, is he getting up there yet? <laughs> and, um, I, I understand the, the sort of, um, uh, balance, if you want to call it, um, you know, you where you know, you know, they're, they're trying to bring him along slow, and uh, but they they also want to win games. They want to see what he can do. Now there might be some guys like that that uh, you know, the young pups maybe get on the field, um, you know, down the road, and uh, but then they're going to need some more options on offense. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly not everybody is going to have Michigan's defense. Nobody's going to have Michigan's defense. Uh, I was going to have a defense, but um, you know, I watched Michigan State last night, and they didn't have a whole lot going on. They did, you know, they were they they gave Iowa some some trouble, but they weren't scoring a lot of points on Iowa either. And um, you know, Purdue surprised me. I don't know what to make of Purdue, and I don't make know what to make of Illinois either. So um, you know, Northwestern, they, you know. Rose up and bit Minnesota, but they gave Penn State a tussle, and then all of a sudden Penn State ran away from them. So I think they're, they're all going to be tough games, in, you know, in their own right. Um, it's just a matter of of uh, making plays and you know get a few turnovers that would help too. But uh, yeah, they're all going to be interesting. Uh, the the bowl game is certainly on the table, um, but they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to uh, get in the end zone. And um, well, if they could fight, get a little passing game to open up that run, I, I think they they've, they could, I think they could have a running game that they could give some uh, some folks some problems. But uh, you know, not after one dimensional. Talent matters, coaching matters. You said that in your column. You've said it here, and you know, plenty of times throughout the season. But Tom, as we let you go here. Are there any players you're looking at, whether they're, you know, juniors that'll be seniors next year, freshmen that have stood out and impressed you that won't just get on the field, but to your point, will, you know, spark some of that fire and become the next emotional leaders for the good Nebraska teams? Yeah. Um, uh, Lenhart, um, is a guy he didn't play yesterday, 
But I like him, and I think um, he's going to be a defensive leader. And uh, I, I really, I really think uh, you know, get him healthy, get him back out there. Um, you know, he, he's he's going to be fun to watch. And um, you know, offensively, I think I, Hartberg's got the look. I think uh, we all people commented in the press box yesterday that it, it's his team now. He's he's got the feel. Um, he's got to, you know, he's got to watch the. I don't know if he's had to get the sidearm everything to get, but he didn't have any problem getting passes batted down against Louisiana and Northern Illinois, but uh, he should do it against Michigan. So, I mean, I don't know what that's all about. It was just Michigan or, or what, but um, yeah, I, I, I think Harbor, you know, what's, you know, to me, that's going to be a sort of a side uh, white story to watch um, is, is he the next guy, or is he just sort of like, is this just his year, and they're going to go out and get somebody next year in the portal, um, or you know, you've you've got um, you've got Kalen coming in from Bellevue West. They, I don't know, so I expect him necessarily to play next year, but um, you know, where does Harburg fit into the future? And uh, is this season sort of an audition for him, maybe you know, to be that guy? Um, not writing off Sims, but, um, you know, Harper, there's no reason not to play him the rest of the way unless he gets hurt. So, and hopefully he won't get hurt. So I, I think this is Harburg's team right now. Um, he doesn't said have, has not been the kind of guy that has had a lot of meltdowns. Uh, certainly there've been a couple turnovers, but, um, he's, um, he was pretty solid. Uh, they just got, I got to give him a little more help, but I think, yeah, I think that that's the story I'm kind of looking at is, is he the guy for next year or two or, uh, you know, is his, you know, and then a lot of it I think it will be, will, will depend on how he plays the rest of the way. You and I are watching the same thing, asking the same questions. And I know that uh, if that's the case, I'm generally thinking the right way or in the right spot. Tom Chanel, thanks as <laughs> I don't always. Know about for, that. I, I know, <laughs> I've read enough to know I'm generally in the right spot. Tom, again, appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week. All right. Thanks a lot. See you, tomorrow. See you next week. Yes, sir. There he is, Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald with us on our Aloe VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber. Exceptional service with local heart. We got one segment left here on the Husker Extra Hour. When that's done, we'll bring in the Husker Rewind guys. Melby and Tom sitting, waiting in the wings. We'll bring them in here in just a couple minutes as we wrap up the Husker Extra Hour.